The markets get a little pop off of Fed Bostic's 25 basis point rate hike thesis for the next Fed meeting. So let's take a look at what's going on. The markets have been down the last few days, last week, the last month. But today, a nice little rebound, 1% on the Dow, 0.75 on the S&P, 0.75 on NASDAQ. Nothing huge, but all of this on the back of the Fed's Bostic um, saying that he favors a 25-point basis rate hike. Uh, so let's see what his comments were. Atlanta Federal Reserve uh, President Ralph Bostic said he thinks that central banks can stick with a quarter point interest rate hikes. He said, I'm still very much of a mindset that the slow and steady is going to be the appropriate course of action. Bostic told media members, he added that favors, added that he favors a uh, rate hike of 0.25% and a step down the Fed took at its meeting a month ago. Right now, I'm still very firmly in the quarter point move pacing, he said. Some Fed officials have said they are open to hiking by half a point when they meet later this month. Market pricing currently points uh, to a half a basis point rate hike versus or 50 basis point rate hike versus 25. Uh, so that's just one Fed speaker in the market, obviously, is very sensitive to rate hike news. And, you know, here's the thing. So the information that came out today, wages are still going up. Um, jobless claims are going down. So the labor market is still strong. So the big debate now is going to be, uh, number one, the Fed dilemma, right? So the Fed, uh, they stepped down the pace of rate hikes. So if they step it back up, what does that say about their credibility? Because they thought that policy was restrictive enough and that inflation was uh, was declining and um, disinflation was mentioned 16, 17 times in Powell's speech. So he's flat wrong again because inflation was still going up. It never came down. It was a skew in the numbers. And as we get into the spring and summer, we all know prices go up, gas goes up, food goes up, everything goes up in the spring and the summer uh, as everybody gets out and starts cooking out and traveling around, taking vacations, doing all these things. So the Fed is once again behind the curve, way off the mark, and they're missing the boat completely. So uh, they said they'd be data dependent. So they could use the argument they're data dependent. Uh, and they decided to go ahead and increase the pace of rate hikes uh, to be more reactive, proactive, I mean, more proactive. Uh, to get inflation down back down to their 2% target. Uh, if they stick with 25, it's not going to have a dent in, on inflation because the consumer is still strong. Uh, people have built a lot of wealth in their real estate and their portfolios, things like that. Markets are still, they're down, but not as much as they were or they could be. So people, number one, aren't thinking that inflation is going to stick around. A lot of people, number two, they don't think a recession's coming and the economy is not showing any signs of slowing yet. Uh, everything is still, uh, again, prices are still increasing. Economic data still looks good. So it's a it's a tricky situation for the Fed, kind of darned if you do, darned if you don't, in terms of their credibility, because they really have none. And then when you hear a Fed speaker like Bostic come out and say he feels like that their uh, policy has reached restrictive, which Fed uh, Chair Powell, Chair, Fed Chair Powell said at the last meeting, uh, it's a little tongue twister. Uh, that he thought policy had re reached restrictive levels. So the question is, what level is restrictive? What is it going to take to get financial conditions truly restrictive? And financial conditions are markets, uh, you know, stock markets, levels of the stock market, housing, um, you know, credit across the board, things like that, general financial conditions. People are still borrowing money. It's not punitive enough. People are still buying houses. A lot of markets still stuff selling in days with multiple offers. Uh, rates have shot back up here recently. We'll look at that in a second. So that's kind of, uh, you know, slowing the market down again. The market did 
have some reaction to lower rates when the treasury dropped earlier in, in the year. Uh, the real estate housing market came back a little bit stronger uh, just temporarily while the rates dropped. But now that rates are back up in the sevens again, uh, the real estate market, housing market is continuing to contract. Sales are down, uh, things like that. So Fed policy, uh, you know, financial conditions are not restricted. Fed policy is not restricted. It hasn't even reached neutral yet. So the Fed by the day is continuing to lose more and more credibility. And what do the markets think? Well, the 10-year tells you what the markets think. So the 10-year is on the rise because markets know the Fed's wrong. They know inflation's a problem. They know it's not a disinflationary environment right now. They know that inflation was not transitory, that it's very entrenched, and it's going to take more, much more restrictive policy, much more uh, uh, restrictive action from the Fed, higher rates to get uh, the economy or get inflation back into check and, and get it back down. Neil Kashkari uh, himself even came out, who's normally one of the more dovish members of the Fed, uh, came out and said that he doesn't think that we're going to be able to avoid a uh, you know a hard landing. He thinks that you know we're going to have to do some damage to get inflation down, which is what the labor market would be telling you, is what prices would be telling you. We have not reached restrictive levels. Restrictive would be higher interest rates in the sixes uh, for the Fed funds rate, which is going to push credit card rates up, bank uh, rates up, uh, mortgage rates up, things like that, which obviously helps the savers because you can earn 5% money markets now. Um, so that's something we haven't seen for a long, long time. This level of rates on the 10-year, let's take a look at that. We haven't seen these levels since 2008 and 2009. And everybody remembers what happened back then. The two-year, let's take a look at that. We looked at that the other day. Let's look at U.S. two-year. And uh, let's go to bonds. Take a look at bonds. Um, there's the U.S. two-year right here. So the U.S. two-year is at levels that we haven't seen since really uh, back in 2006, 2007. Uh, the 10-year is right behind it. And we all know what happened then. So this is what the markets are thinking. You know, bond investors, which... You know, they call the smartest money in the market because it's, you know, sovereign debt funds, life insurance companies, um, institutional, you know, big, big institutional investors, uh, endowments, things like that. That's that's your big bond investor. So they are uh, looking at the potential for a recession, the potential for more restrictive policy from the Fed, because they're going to have to. And that's the big thing we'll see at the next Fed meeting is, you know, what do they really set their new target rate at? So here's the trend right now in the markets. The Dow just kind of continuing to range right here, um, working its way down. Let's put the moving average on this as well. Um, found support on the 50-day. And of course, above the trend, uh, the NASDAQ uh, found support above the 200-day and above the, the trend uh, there, but still putting in lower, uh, lower highs, basically, on uh, both indexes. These are still lower highs. Uh, same thing with NASDAQ, the S&P, same thing, lower, high, lower, high, lower, high, lower, high. Well, high, lower, 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 high. Um, finding support on the 50 has not worked its way down uh, to the 200 yet. So um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. The VIX right now uh, retreating today back down to the 19 level. Generally, it you know, pops from that level. So it'll be interesting to see how long the VIX can range here before you get a big volatility volatility event. And when the VIX is high, time to buy. That means markets are down. When the VIX is low, look out below. That means markets are going to crash. Um, Dixie kind of hanging out right here, uh, looking like it wants to put in a reversal at least back to the 107 range, kind of test that and see if it follows a trend with the 10-year and move back to uh, all-time, you know, well, recent highs. 
uh, and test those levels. Uh, again, there's the 10-year working its way back up to that 4.2, 4.3 range. Great for savers. Money markets, CDs, you know, things like that. And of course, you can go to, you know, go buy treasuries at U.S. Treasury Direct and get a six month, you know, note in five months. I think it's one month, six months, something like that in the fives. Uh, so that's a good place to park cash if you're sitting on cash as well as money market accounts in the banks. Um, and let's take a look at Bitcoin. So we've got a new trend uh, that I've put here on Bitcoin. And it's interesting here uh, to see what this price action is going to do if it stays underneath this trend and goes back to check uh, and test these lows. So if the Fed came out, raised 50 basis points, uh, you know, things like that, we continue to get um, good financial news, which is bad because of the inflation, you know, strong, you know, good earnings, strong, um, you know, jobs reports, income increasing, things like that that puts pressure on the Fed and inflation. So it'd be interesting to see if this kind of stays below here, if it bounces up and goes. But let's take a look at the moving average here. So right now, still rejecting on the 50-day and below the 200 on, on Bitcoin. Bitcoin has to get you know above that 200-day moving average, back above it, back above the 50. Whenever it's been above the 50, that's generally bull market conditions. Whenever it's below the 50, uh, bear market conditions always has found support on the 200 in its history. Uh, so this is the first time that it's lost support on the 200, especially for this length of time. Another area here back in 2014, let's look at that because this is very indicative of 2014 where the price kind of rolled over, lost the lost the 50, checked it a couple of times, was not able to get above it, but it did base on the 200. So you know what's most likely for Bitcoin right now is the bottom end. So borrowing any major financial event, market event, um, unseen thing that pops up, World War III breaking out, something like that. This level is likely to hold now, that 15, uh, 7, well, it depends on where you're looking at it, but 15, 5 range is likely to hold uh, right now unless something really bad happens. But we, the probabilities are that this level will get tested again to see if it'll hold. So, um, you know, if that's something you want to wait on, that's your own decision, should you buy, should you sell? What should you do? You know, everybody has to make their own decisions. But generally, if you're buying in this 15,000 range, you know, we know the history of Bitcoin, the lowest it's been in recent history was about 4,000 during the pandemic, uh, 3,400 back in, you know, the 2019 bottom. So if you think that, you know, that would be a level that would most likely hold would be a worst case scenario. So if you're buying in the 15s, it drops back there. It's definitely going to pop back up most likely into the 15,000 know, level minimum. And definitely get back up into these, you know, thirty to forty thousand dollar levels. There's gonna be a lot of resistance along the way because a lot of people are gonna want to get out as soon as they get their money back. Um, and you know, to get and break this all time high is gonna be extremely difficult once it gets there. But you know, if um, if the markets can heal, if well, if inflation can get back under control and the markets can continue to move forward, and we avoid a recession and no other big economic events happen like a real estate crash or bond market crash or credit market crash or something like that. You know, something strange and crazy, you know, doesn't happen and we, we don't break something in this cycle, then, you know, markets could potentially go back down, check these lows, maybe put in a little bit, you know, of a lower low and then kind of range and base uh, from there. But right now it's still not, you know, we still haven't changed in Bitcoin. You know, this is still a lower high. So you have you know, your high, uh, lower high, lower high. These are all just lower highs right here. Even in the range of everything, that's still a lower high at this point. So, um, you know, right now the question is, are we going to go back down and check this or put in a lower low after this little rally that Bitcoin has had? 
And again, you know, unless something really crazy happens, you know, Tether blows up, Binance blows up, you know, we get another big, you know, issue in crypto or the traditional markets just completely collapse, another pandemic breaks out, you have World War III, whatever, anything can and will happen, as we know, the last few years have been crazy, uh, then that bottom is most likely the probabilities are that it could hold, but there is still a potential that it won't. And the question is, if it does break those levels, how long does it stay below? When does it come back? And what level does it get to? Too early to tell for all of that right now. Um, but, uh, you know, all we have is recent history. And uh, we've seen what Bitcoin's done every single cycle. It kind of drops down, bases, uh, consolidates, and then goes on another bull run on the four-year cycles. So we'll see if that's what plays out this time. And uh, these are the things I'm looking at. This channel is all about um, entrepreneurship, real estate investing, real estate development, buying businesses, starting businesses, growing and scaling your business, leadership mindset, all of those things. It's all about building businesses that generate cash flow to invest in other assets so you can not only uh, accumulate your wealth, but grow it and hang on to it. That's the key, right? It's easy to make it. Hanging on to it's the hard part. Growing it, hanging on to it, sustaining it for generations to come. That's the tricky part. So, or spend it in your lifetime and don't leave the kids anything. So that's up to you. So that's what this channel is all about. And I'll see you on the next video.